I hope. Yeah! Hit it! I guess the mic works. No, I'm around. Sound like nothing at all. And creeping behind. the TV show you can cut him down all right let's get this going folks are you doing all right I had like a little bit of a meltdown yesterday I was just tired of all of the the talk about the one thing that's going on you know what I'm talking about and all of the infighting the political crap with it Nobody knows what's going on at the state level. Nobody knows what's going on at the federal level. Nobody knows what's going on at the local level. And I was just over it all. Like, I was crappy. I was real crappy to people around me. I was crappy to everybody I was talking with. And, man, I was just... I was having a meltdown yesterday. And every, that's going to happen. So, uh, I just had to kind of unplug for a moment, stop looking at everything, and uh, go to sleep. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning. I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 24th. It's a little bit late. I generally try to record the day before. These are, these are to air, but it is what it is. We're in uncharted territories, everybody. Uh, Alright, so welcome, of course... This is Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is wonderful to be with you all, and I'm so happy that you all have decided to give me the little bit of time that you've given by clicking on the link and checking this podcast out. This is episode 88 of the audio podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. You can find us at all major podcast hosting sites. That's wonderful. Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. If you listen to podcasts someplace, you can find us there. You can simply find us, it's real easy, by typing in Bilbrey, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y, Podcast. That's all you got to do. Google Bilberry Podcast. You will find us. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilberry, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y, 318. There you can watch my live video feeds and interact with me. And a lot of times I will talk to people there about what I'm going to do on these audio shows. So it's good to interact with both platforms. All right, folks, so here's the deal. Not a whole lot in the way of politics going on currently. I mean, there's a lot going on politically uh, as kind of an undertone to whatever else is going on with this current uh, issue. I'm going to try to not bring up the issue until my guest is here, but the politics going on behind the scenes, there's a lot to deal with, and there's a lot to keep an eye on, and there's a lot of questions that still need to be asked Don't let anybody fool you and tell you that this is not a time to talk about politics. This is specifically the time 
to talk about politics, to make sure that those who are in power, given to them by us, are using that power in the best way possible, in doing what they need to be doing to keep the government going, and to keep the communities going, and to keep the states going, and to keep the federal government going. There is absolutely no time like a crisis to talk about all of that stuff. So don't ever let someone tell you otherwise. But I'm going to maintain an eye on all of that. You have nothing to fear there. But sometimes we need to let go of all of that and try to focus on just being good people and focus on, you know, keeping ourselves sane, keeping ourselves grounded, and trying to be present in the time. And so that's what this is about. This is not going to be a political show. And we will come back to the politics when there's something of importance or something going on. But keep in mind, in the back of your mind, understand I am on top of it. I will remain on top of it. And if or when there's something that you need to know, I will let you know that. And, you know, do your best to just stay in tune with it if you want. If you need to bow out of paying attention to it, understand that there are people here holding the line for you. But, uh, so, I just, I'm sick, I'm sick of it. I'm sure you guys all are too. And folks, look, that's going to happen. We're all going to experience times of, like, the freak out and everybody getting crazy because... You just kind of go nuts. Social isolation is not good. I mean, you know, it's it's rough. It's specifically rough if you're an extrovert, you know, and you know, check check on your elderly people and check on your extroverts because they're the ones that are really suffering through this and we just have to we're all suffering through it. I don't know how much suffering we're doing. Uh, but keep those people in mind. If you're having a rough time dealing with this, reach out to somebody. Talk, unplug, do what you got to do, and let's get through this. Well, let's get through this together. We will do it. I want to say real quick before we get started too much into this, check out Merch Is Reality. That's the merchandise store where you can go. I know everybody's kind of up in the air with their money, and I know people aren't getting paid. Nothing there is too, too crazy priced. Go there, check stuff out. Do what you can, when you can. I completely understand it. But that is Merch Is Reality, all one word. Merch, M-E-R-C-H-I-S-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. Merch Is Reality, all one word, at Square dot site s-i-t-e square dot site check that out get into some perception wear and see see uh what you can do there uh so all right today i'm going to be talking with a gentleman who uh, i'm happy to have on and i'm very honored that he's going to be talking with us I think that he's going to provide a little bit of insight and some messages here for all of us. Now, I know that there are going to be some people 
that might be a little leery of this because of who he is and and what he is. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a believer. I've always talked about that on here. I have a strong faith in God. And I hope that you do too. But for my listeners that are non-believers or for my listeners that aren't really sure where they land on that yet, uh, you know, I, I respect your opinion and I'm not forcing anything on you. I want to be very clear that this message can easily be heard by everyone. This interview, this podcast episode, this message will not be overly preachy for those that do not want to hear that. You know, my thing is I want to bring everyone to God that I possibly can. I understand some people aren't ready for it. Some people have decided they're definitely not ready for it because they don't want it and they will never be ready for it. And that's a personal decision that each person must make. That being said, there are listeners that are religious. There are listeners of mine that do believe and there's varying degrees of that faith and varying faiths within that. So I completely understand that. If you're a Baptist, if you're a Methodist, if you're Catholic, if you're Jewish, if you're Pentecostal, anybody can listen to this message. If you're a non-believer, because the point of today's message is one of concern for people's well-being, the point of the message is for peace and goodwill and good thoughts and it's a message and an interview based on hoping that people can find comfort in positive words moreover it is a message of hope for the future and of faith for those who find comfort in faith so Please don't go all crazy. Don't turn this off. Don't go nuts. Give this podcast a try, this episode. If this episode's not for you, I completely understand. Don't tune me out forever. Just come back next time. But I figured with everything going on that this might be a time to talk with somebody from the faith community who could offer a positive message and that it's something that we could all benefit from, even if you're a non-believer. You know, I know people who are atheists that say, I don't have a problem if somebody says, God bless you. I always say it. I end every show like that. And I've never had somebody like chase me down and be like, oh, you take that back. You know, so I think we're all cool. I think we're all adults here. And that's what it's going to be. Uh, so here in just a few moments, we're going to be welcoming on Assistant Pastor Austin Line of the New Hope Church, formerly Pilgrim Holiness, located at 2720 South Apache Pass in Muncie, Indiana. If you are interested in finding out more about the church, more about when their Sunday school and church services are, you can call at 765-286-2033. 
Again, that number is 765-286-2033. The interim pastor is Reverend James Sutherland, and Austin Line is the assistant pastor. It's assistant pastor Austin Line, who we will be talking with here in just a moment. But you can call there and find out more information. Please attend church there if you're looking for a church to attend on Sundays or Wednesdays. You can check them out. But we're going to have Austin on with us in just a few moments to give us a word of hope and uh, see what positive words that we can offer to everybody currently dealing with the unknown and the uncertainty of what, what we're all dealing with. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined with the assistant pastor for the New Hope Church based in Muncie, Indiana. Pastor Austin Line, and uh, I hope everybody will stick around. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. The world is talking about the coronavirus, but it's hard to know what exactly to listen to. There are answers to your questions. Like, who is at risk for the coronavirus? People over the age of 65. People with underlying medical conditions, like heart disease, chronic lung disease, asthma, diabetes. People undergoing cancer treatments. And people with weakened immune systems. What should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can and wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov. Together we can help stop the spread. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. And now, Perception is Reality with your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 88 of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We are rolling right along in this episode. Uh, And as I told you before the break, I wanted to have someone on the show today that could give us maybe a little bit of a positive message, give us a little bit of a help and understanding with all of the uncertainty in the world. I was supposed to have on Dr. Jacob Glanville, the doctor who is working with his team to create a vaccine for this virus. And this is the first time I've mentioned it in this episode. As you may recall from the beginning of the episode, I said I didn't want to talk about it until we had our guest on because I know that so many people are facing burnout. I myself am facing burnout from this, but I was just not wanting to beat it into the ground because it's something that we're all dealing with. People are scared. People are nervous. People are anxious. 
People are mad. They're just, they're not sure of what's going on because nobody really knows what's going on. And so we're starting to get into the point where we're having a little bit of mental issue with all of this because everybody is just so confused by everything and nobody understands what's happening. And we're all in the same boat and everybody's so frustrated and scared and worried. And so it's just a lot of blah. And unfortunately, or fortunately, which Whichever way you want to look at it, Dr. Glanville and his team are working almost around the clock. He is being bombarded by the big news organizations. So unfortunately, we had to push his interview off yet again. I said, look, buddy, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. I'm a nobody. Do what you're doing. Save uh, save the world with this vaccine. Do what it is that you do, and we can connect up any time and talk and talk about all the work and talk about the virus and all of that. But we will have the good doctor on. It might be next episode. It might be five episodes from now. I'm going to let him do his thing, and we will come back to him. And I'm very thankful that he's going to talk with us. I just need him to do what he needs to do. He needs to do what he needs to do, and I'm sure we all understand that. That being said, this is a situation where we're all facing, uh, you know, just so much negativity and so much craziness that uh, I wanted to have someone on, and, and he was going to be that voice of uh, reason to tell us what they're doing and to let us know to hold the line that, you know, they're working. And when that didn't uh, work out for this episode, I thought, you know what? I'm going to reach out to someone that uh, brings my family a lot of comfort. And so I reached out to the associate pastor from the New Hope Church, located at 2720 South Apache Pass in Muncie, Indiana. That's in the Indian Village neighborhood on the southeast side of the city. And his name is Pastor Austin Line. He joins us by way of the phone. Pastor Line, it's good to have you with us. Thank you so much, Chris. It's good to join you today and uh, looking forward to our conversation. So am I. So before we get started, real quick, just let everybody know how long you've been in the position you're in and a little bit about all of that. Well, I've, I've only actually been an official pastor in the capacity that I am and currently for uh, two years. Uh, it'll be two years in July um, but my, my, I was raised in a home. My dad was a pastor. And so I've been, you know, involved with church related activities, uh, working with youth and young people and uh, all the rest for all of my life. So it's something I'm, I'm fairly familiar with. And, uh, just because I've been around it my entire life. That's wonderful. I think it sounds like you found a pretty good fit with where you're at currently at New Hope Church, and it's obviously welcome for anyone who is in the Muncie area or the surrounding communities that might want to come and attend church there, correct? We usually have service on 1030. We'd love to have you come. If you're looking for a little bit of hope in a hopeless world right now, <laughs> uh, we'd love to share that hope with you. Absolutely. And so getting into it a little bit, of course, this has to be affecting your congregation. It has to be affecting how you're getting your message out to people. And that's got to be bothersome because people tend to look towards faith leaders during times like this. So what are you guys doing to overcome that hurdle 
and get your message to those that need to hear from you. One, during this time of crisis and this time of uncertainty, but two, just to hear the regular message for folks that are believers that attend church every week. And, you know, are you seeing this affect your congregation uh, besides the lockdown, you know, you know, have you seen any effect from this? Yes. Um, well, certainly with those that I'm closely related to with, within our church, uh, most of it's just being been via phone, you know, just trying to take everyone's uh, safety, keeping that in mind. But um, yeah, I mean, we had a lady in our church who, who comes regularly, who helps out with our, our uh, children's program and with working with the children and young people at our church. She, um, her doctor two weeks ago, you know, even before this really got serious about two weeks ago, her doctor put her on a two month quarantine. Um, just kind of telling her that, Hey, if you were to ever get this, uh, virus, it would be fatal for you. Like she has some pre existing conditions yeah. and with the, her age, you know, um, it'd be fatal for her. So, I mean, she's on lockdown, essentially complete quarantine. She doesn't have the disease, but if she were to catch it, it would be very dangerous for her. So, Stories like that, and of course, you know, I, we have some a good mix of of older and younger people, and many of the older people, of course, are, are a little more concerned just because they recognize that uh, you know this virus is a little bit more serious for those who are up, you know, older in age. And so, yeah, we're doing our best to to connect with people and encourage them, and also to do our best to minister to them, while also being as safe and as wise as we possibly can. I definitely understand what you're saying there, having to take the precaution for not only their health and their safety, but but your own health and safety. So what steps are you guys taking? Knowing the age of a lot of the church members, I, I don't know how many of them have Facebook or other social media or even the internet. Are you guys trying to do online streaming videos? Are you doing services by teleconference? In what ways are you trying to stay in contact with these members of your congregation and others? Of course, I, as a pastor, I am making many phone calls to the people that I can um, and trying to do my best to just administer care and shepherd uh, you know, the, the people that I'm in charge of, I guess, and, and, and supposed to care for, I, I'm doing that kind of via phone um, as much as I can and encouraging some of the others to do the same as well. Um, this past Sunday, we actually just did, a, I did a short devotional on Facebook Live, um, tried to do, give that a shot, and uh, it, it went well, um, but, you know, there are still some people that aren't either on Facebook or, or don't have access to it, you know, some, maybe some older people that um, don't have access to it. So we, we're trying to bounce around a couple of ideas, trying to find a, a good way to, to uh, still have church. And there are some churches that are doing what they call drive-in church, where, uh, you know, the speaker gets up and speaks from, you know, the front steps of the church or builds up a platform, whatever it might be. And he speaks is through a sound system, which is connected to an FM transmitter, oh, wow. which will allow people to um, to listen to the service on their car radio. Yeah. So what they'll do is people will, will come to the church and they'll pull in the parking lot, kind of in a horseshoe shape around the front of the church, sit in their cars so they're safe and not, you know, out and about and shaking hands as we normally would. And they turn their, you know, their FM radio station to whatever the frequency might be. And uh, they'd be able to see me out their windshield and listen to me on their car radio. So a lot of churches are doing that. 
Um, we're trying to bounce around that idea and see if it's something that would make the most economical uh, sense for us. And so, you know, that that's those are just a few ways that we're trying to do our best to connect with connect with our people and and still encourage them and administer them. Of course, you know, I firmly believe that God's people, which is the church, uh, they're they're to be together. It's supposed to be a body of believers and fellowship with one another. But you know, obviously, at this point, that makes it very very difficult. So we're trying to do our best to come up with safe and uh, and wise ways to still be able to connect and also you know protect. Um, all of the people that uh, that we are in, in touch with. Now for the big question. Outside of the regular church service, which you're obviously keen on trying to get to folks and figure out a way to best serve people, with what's currently going on with the virus, with the fear of people getting sick, with the fear of it having a high mortality rate, obviously with what's going on with the economy, what's going on with the governments telling people to shelter in place, to socially isolate, all of this breeds uncertainty, and all of this breeds fear, and all of this breeds uneasiness. And now, a lot of people in the faith communities will say, well, you know, I have faith in God, and therefore I put my trust there, and that takes care of any of my worries or anxieties. And those people will say that they have put their faith in God, and whatever will happen will happen, and it's His will, and so they are at ease. However, you have a lot of people that are not at ease. And so no matter whether we're talking to somebody from your congregation, or we're talking to a listener of this show, or whether it's a believer or a non-believer, and I really quickly want to point out the fact that I am a believer, and I have made sure that I always let people know that. I understand that I have people of varying faiths that listen to this show. I understand that I have people that are on the fence with it. And I understand that there are people who listen that are practicing non-believers. They just do not believe, and they have varying reasons for that. And so, although I do talk about my faith, I try never to jam it down somebody's throat. I have prayed on the show before, and I do talk about my faith, but I always let people make their decisions there. And while I will talk about my belief and my faith, if someone doesn't want me to push it, I don't push it. That being said, whether it's someone of your congregation, a believer or a non-believer, what are you telling them or what could you tell our listeners to give them a little bit of ease, a little bit of comfort, and a little bit of hope? Well, um, you know, I can only speak to my own experience. Sure. Um, and I can only speak to the things that I, that I know. Um, and I know that I, I have been on either side of the fence. I've been on the side of not being a believer, of being, of being an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the side of being a believer, which is obviously clearly what I am now. Um, and you know, the message that I, that I keep telling myself and I tell the people I come in contact with, and this is the message that I, like I said, I can only speak to my personal experience. This is the message that I would say is that, um, you know, I, I talked to some of my church people and I told them along this line, you know, there have been many, many problems throughout history and they've all been different problems. Um, like if even if you read through the Bible, it, I, maybe some of your listeners aren't familiar with the Bible, but if you read through the Bible, there was 
you know, God's chosen people were the Israelites. They were kind of his, he had called them to kind of, uh, I don't know, give his message to the rest of the world. Yeah. And uh, those were his people. Well, many times they found themselves in problem. They were, they were in bondage. They were in slavery. They were, you know, you know, whatever it might be. They, they were always, throughout history, they were always found themselves um, in uh, certain scenarios or circumstances that were very, very difficult. Um, but the problems were different each time, but the recipe was still the same. Um, you know, and so now the recipe was still to, was to pray to a, an unchanging God, a God who never changes, who's always the same, and to pray and to look to him humbly, uh, searching their hearts and doing their best to come to him humbly in prayer, asking him for guidance and for a direction in their, per, in their lives. And that's kind of a message that I think gives me hope personally, my personal life is that, you know, the, the problem might be different today. Obviously we're dealing with this coronavirus and or COVID-19, whatever you want to term it. We're dealing with this today. Um, and it's a serious problem, but it might be different than the problem that our grandparents had or, or that the, you know, people from 2000 years ago might've had, it might be a different problem, but the recipe for a solution and the recipe for at least inner peace and hope is still the same, which is to turn to a God who, uh, who can help us. You know, there is a uh, scripture verse in Isaiah chapter 41 um, where God talks to the children of Israel and he says, um, you know, you are my chosen people. I've called you out. You're my chosen people. And they were in slavery currently at this time. They were in slavery, which is obviously a big deal. So they were in slavery, and so God tells them, you're my chosen people. I see you right where you're at. I see you right here in your um, situation, uh, your terrible circumstance. I see you. And then he says, I see you where you're at. I've called you out. You're my people. And then God says, fear not. I am with you. Don't be dismayed, which basically means don't be stressed. I am thy God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. And I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. That's Psalm Isaiah 41, verse 10. And I, I, I take that message to heart because I feel like, um, you know, that I am a chosen child of God. Because I'm a believer, because I believe in the fact that he saved me from my sins and uh, that I have a clean conscience and that I'm going to heaven someday. Because I believe those things, First um, Peter 2 says, that uh, that those who have been turned from darkness into his marvelous light, which says me, those who have turned from darkness to, into his marvelous light, um, the Bible says they are his chosen people. And so as a chosen person of God, I feel like God has given me a promise, which says, fear not, don't be dismayed. Um, I'm your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you and I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. And that's what gives me hope. And I can only testify to my experience, Sure. but I know that, uh, you know, God telling me that, Hey, you're my chosen child. And I'm telling you as my chosen child to, to don't be afraid because I'm here with you. That, uh, that gives me hope. That gives me encouragement, encouragement that helps me to know that, uh, that I'm not on my own on this with this and that God has a plan for it all. And, uh, if, as long as I can put my little hand in his great big hand and, uh, hang along for the ride, I know that he's taking me to a place and going to help me through this and help all of us through this, and we're going to be the better for it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, and I hope for those of you that are listening to this that are so inclined that you uh, 
are comforted by that fact. If you're someone who's listening to this that would like to talk more about God or more about that, you can get in contact with me, and I'll tell you what I know, but I can always get you in contact with Pastor Line and set something up if you're interested. If you're someone who is not inclined, I I respect your opinion, and uh, I hope that you can at least get some positivity out of what we're talking about. Well, uh, Pastor Line, I definitely appreciate you taking some time to give us this message and let us hear from your perspective and talk with us all. Here in a minute, I'm going to ask you if you're so inclined to say a prayer for the listeners, for those that are affected by this throughout Indiana, throughout the United States and the world, for those people on the front lines that are fighting this, for the families involved, for all of us. We are all in this together, so if you'll be so inclined here in a moment, I'd like to ask you to say a prayer. But before we get there, I'd like to talk about one quick thing here and maybe give some people some understanding. Something that I've been seeing, and it's a little disheartening, is people who have been posting on social media or in other places saying that they are praying for so-and-so or they're praying for this situation. And I've noticed there have been some snide comments from individuals saying, oh, yes, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to pray it away? You know, you're, you're not going to go to the doctor. You're not going to take medicine. You're going to pray this away. You know, Jesus is going to just make it go away. And first and foremost, I want to say this. Uh, I'm an intelligent person. I believe in medicine. I believe in science. I, I believe that you're an intelligent person and believe that you believe in medicine and in science. Um, and, and in my life, faith and science don't have to negate one or the other. They don't have to cross to where it, it, it makes a problem that science and faith, faith and science can run parallel with each other and they can work hand in hand. I very much believe that God made us intelligent creatures, made us intelligent humans so that we could learn, that we could go to school and we could have doctors and lawyers and people could have their calling in life and that we as humans and as Christians uh, should follow that path and should use the intelligence that God gave us and that we should know when to seek out doctors, medical staff, and, and utilize that. And if you're sick, you go to the doctor. If the doctor prescribes you medicine, you take the medicine. If the doctor prescribes you a procedure, you follow through with the procedure. Yeah, get a second opinion if you feel the need. But you or I, neither one, are saying, hide in your house, don't go see the doctors, pray, you'll be okay, everything's okay. Now, I very much believe 
because of my belief that miracles can happen. If somebody doesn't want to believe that, that's fine. That's their deal. I very much believe in the power of prayer, and I believe that things like that have happened, they can happen, and they will continue to happen. But I also don't get a fever and pray, and it just goes away. I understand that if I have a fever, I take a Tylenol, and that helps reduce the fever. Now, I might pray, hey, Lord, look, I've got an issue here. Please look after me. But at the same time, I, I understand that he wants me to use my brain. And so I just want to reiterate to the folks here that you're not saying pray and you don't have to wash your hands. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, I agree with you 110%. Um, you know, another verse that I, that I has been kind of quoted a lot during this time is, uh, I think it's in First or Second Peter, but it says, God, if not, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of wisdom and love and a sound mind. I, I believe mean, that's how it is. I might have missed a couple of words sure. in there, but it's essentially what it means. And yeah. so God does not give us a spirit of fear, but he does give us a spirit of wisdom and a sound mind. And, you know, conventional, you know, wisdom does not mean or, or, or being a believer does not mean that you don't uh, <clears throat> use wisdom. Sure. Um, there's a lot of people who make snide remarks about the Christian faith, and they say things to the effect of, "Well, um, you know, they, they Christ, Christians just just believe that it's all about you know, faith, and they don't have to, they don't have to do any thinking for themselves, and they just depend and rely on God." And and that's not what the Christian faith is. The Christian faith says, "Hey, um, you know, I am weak in and of myself because I'm a human being, and I um, we all have weaknesses and failures, and none of us are perfect." and and we need a God to save us and redeem us and to work with us in our weakness. But that doesn't mean that we don't ever use, um, you know, the knowledge that God gives other people. It doesn't mean that we don't ever use the wisdom that God has given us. You know, I mean, I, I can tell you my, my uh, grandmother has battled cancer off and on for the past, you know, eight to 10 years or so. Sure. And uh, she's had the treatment, she's had the surgeries and she's had the, you know, whatever the, I believe that not only does God give, um, doctors, uh, wisdom and knowledge, uh, to be able to, you know, uh, prescribe the certain med- medications and procedures and things like that. But he also can give us wisdom to know what is the best course of action in order to keep us safe and keep us, uh, you know, well and whole. So no, I, I, I firmly believe that a prayer of faith and a prayer of asking for God's help and God's direction and guidance does not exclude also using um, our God-given wisdom and intuition to make uh, the best and most rational decisions during a time uh, during during difficult times. Faith, faith, uh, you know, on its very face, obviously, is about believing in something that you cannot see, which is sure. you know, it's difficult, but that's why it takes faith. But I, I don't, I don't believe at all that the Christian has to be irrational or illogical. In order to have faith, I think that there are very logical and rational decisions and choices that people can make that God gives people the wisdom to make um, in order to preserve and protect his people. God wants you to wash your hands and and practice good hygiene. I I used to have a plaque hanging in my bathroom that said, uh, wash your hands and say your prayers because Jesus and germs are everywhere. That's That's really fitting for this for this uh, this time period. Well, 
Pastor Line, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me and to pass the message on to the listeners. I absolutely am appreciative of everything that you've done, everything that you do. I want to thank you and thank the church. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Austin Line. He is the associate pastor for New Hope Church. It's formerly Pilgrim Holiness out in Indian Village. For those that are so inclined, I will put the church information in the summary of this episode. So if anybody can stop by, anybody wants to attend, you'll have all of that information. There's some really good people out there. You'll also have a chance to run into my grandparents. Uh, I might even stop by a time or two. I'm sure Grandma and Grandpa would like to see that. Once we get back uh, into the real world and away from this virus and quarantine and lockdown and get things rolling again and uh, back up and running how they should be. And again, I have to offer my, my absolute gratitude to you for taking the time to talk with us. And if you if you would uh, be so kind to uh, say that prayer, I would very much appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. I can do that. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much, uh, Lord, for all you have done for us. And Lord, we, we read in your word, Lord, that you you tell us that as we come to you with our prayer, our, our requests and our petitions, and uh, that you, we also need to offer up our thanksgiving. And so we thank you, Lord, for uh, the help that we do have. We thank you for life, Lord. We thank you for the liberty that we experience as Americans, Lord. We praise you for that. God, we, we're in a very serious uh, situation right now, clearly, in our nation and in our world, Lord, fighting this uh, this virus that has just uh, taken taken the world by storm. And God, you you saw this coming, Lord, and uh, you're very aware and of, of it, and you're aware of the dangers of it. Lord, I pray that you would, we know that you also, you see us right here where we're at, and we're thankful for that. And uh, but God, I pray that you would just in a special way, would you be with all of those who are um, doing their best to administer care to all the, uh, you know, all the patients that are suffering from this disease and think of the hospital workers and the nurses, nurses and the technicians and all the rest who are working overtime, double time to uh, to 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 hopefully do their best to um, maybe stamp this out or at least ease the uh, the, the effects of it. God, would you just help them in a special way or be with our truckers who are driving across the country and working overtime to keep our supply lines up. And Lord, we thank you for them, for the fact that they are, uh, you know, keeping our food on the shelves. And, and we thank you for all the workers, Lord, the, the paramedics and all those um, nurses and doctors who are doing their best. We thank you for them to continue to help them and help the uh, truckers and peace and our fire firemen and and uh, help them just, Lord, to keep them safe and give them direction and strength and guidance. Lord, would you also be with uh, many of those that are uh, potentially listen to, listening today and uh, all those that, that might hear this message and hear this podcast, Lord. I pray that you would um, speak to them and, and uh, Lord, just offer, ease their anxiety and ease their worry and their stress. Help them, Lord, to make sure that down deep in their hearts, more than anything, they are one of your chosen people. Pray that you would help them to recognize that they need to be in a right relationship with you so that you might uh, work in them and through them so that you might 
calm their nerves and give them peace in the midst of a storm. This is a storm that we're going through right now, Jesus, and you know that. Would you please offer your peace and your direction and your guidance to your people today? We love you and we want to serve you, dear Jesus. Help us to be more like you every single day. In your precious name we pray, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Pastor Austin Line from the New Hope Church, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for your conversation and the message and the prayer today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Chris, and uh, nice to talk to you, and uh, thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that was our message of goodwill, good hope, and uh, the prayer for those that have the faith and that are believers. For those of you that aren't, I, I appreciate you bearing with us and uh, sticking with us. I, I hope that you did anyways. If if you didn't, you're not hearing this, and uh, I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, if you did stick with us, you know, it's, it's not always like this. It's no secret that I'm a believer and that I, I take that pretty serious. And I think in times like this, it doesn't hurt to come together in our faith and express that because you never know who might be out there having a really hard time right now and who might need to hear this. I, I can tell you one thing. I will receive at least one message. I'll receive a, an email. I will receive a Facebook private message. I will receive a text message. Or I will receive a call from somebody wanting to know how they can go about learning more about God. And the first thing I'll ask is where they're from. Are they, are they local? You know, And then I'll put them in touch with a preacher because that's obviously not my... Uh, area of expertise. I can tell them anything about my walk uh, in faith, but, uh, you know, I'd like to point them in the direction of the experts because I am certainly not an expert. I definitely fall short of the glory of God. All right, folks, so we got just a little bit here, uh, and I want to talk to you all about uh, these numbers. As I've been conducting this interview, several more Cases have been confirmed in Delaware County. We now have seven confirmed cases in Delaware County. There are still zero confirmed cases in Randolph County. And all I can say there is I, I don't know what the deal is. They're just not testing. That's, that's all they're doing. So I guess if they don't test, they won't ever have any confirmed cases and nobody will ever die. And of course, that doesn't make sense. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. Obviously... The area right around Indianapolis and Marion County has been hit the hardest. Of course, that's where they're testing the most. If you heard Governor Eric I Hate Freedom Holcomb talking in one of his many press conferences, he has said that the hospitals, uh, five of them right around Indianapolis, is doing a whole bunch of testing. So if you or someone that you know or someone that you love or care about feels sick, feel like they fit the criteria, maybe get a hold of one of the hospitals in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Marion County has 161 confirmed cases. 
And then just right around there, they have 25 cases to the county to the north, 18 cases to the county to the south, and 13 cases to the county to the east. Uh, and then Lake County up by Chicago has 17 cases, but everywhere else is in the single digits still. So uh, it just means that we're not testing. But we're going to see those numbers rise as they start to test more. At least I hope they start to test more. I am starting to put pressure on state officials, and I'm starting to put pressure on the governor to find out what in the heck is going on. I'm tired of this. Everyone else is griping about this, and this is something that we need to get figured out. So for the interim time, while there's no real political uh, issues going on locally in any of the areas that I watch, I'm going to start devoting my time to figuring out what's going on with these tests. And if I have to go above the state level to the federal level, I'll be a pain in the rear for those people as well, because we here in the Hoosier State deserve to be tested. We deserve treatment. We deserve to be treated right. We deserve to be treated the same as everyone else does. And if we're fighting and doing what we need to do to help flatten the curve and help ourselves and help them, then they need to be fighting for us as well. One thing is for sure, you can guarantee we here at Perception is Reality will continue fighting for all of you. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, that's the episode 88. You know the drill. Share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites as well as the home link of perception.fireside.fm. You can find us simply by Googling Bilberry Podcast. It's that simple. Do it, spread it, get it out. While you're at it, get your hands on some merchandise at merchisreality.square.site. And until next time, stay active, stay involved, stay safe, wash your hands and god bless you've been listening to perception is reality with christopher h bilbrey Bilbrey. tune in like and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm hook up on facebook at facebook.com backslash bilbrey 318 and on twitter at p-i-s-r bilbrey email khbilbrey at gmail.com Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.